Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our meditation on this Advent night is taken from the first chapter of Luke's Gospel. Listen again to verse 13. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. So far, our text. Some of you have been around long enough to remember a Duluth meteorologist by the name of George Kessler. During his heyday, George was hands down the most popular TV weatherman in town. He was good at what he did. So good that his face was plastered on several billboards with the following slogan. They said, George said it would be like this. Even before Doppler radar had been perfected, if George said, find your umbrella or put gas in the snowblower, that's what you did. You know, because when George Kessler made a prophecy about the weather, he was almost always right on the money. Well, all of our attention tonight on this first Advent Wednesday is upon one particular candle nestled in our Advent wreath, the prophecy candle. And tonight we do have prophecy on our minds, but not the kind of half-baked, failed prophecies made so often by sports writers, odds makers, tax assessors, doomsday cult members, election pollsters, and the media. No, tonight we are talking about predictions that are completely dependable, reliable, forecasts that are etched in stone and always come true. Tonight we talk about God's prophecy. Now please realize that it's quite impossible for us to gather at all in Advent without using the word prophecy, like, like Packers fans and cheese winds, or, or the Iron Range and Taconite. Advent and prophecies go hand in hand. And this is not surprising. I mean, after all, the three greatest events in the history of the world are what? The birth, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus. Every single one of those world and life-changing events was predicted by God, often centuries before they took place. In other words, the amazing birth of God's own son in a backwater Jewish town was not a surprise. It wasn't coincidence uh, uh, or chance or fate or anything uh, in between. It was predicted. It was revealed. It was forecast. It was written down. It was laid out on a blueprint long before the Christmas angels ever belted out their first Noel. It was all part of God's plan. You see, there's a reason why prophecy merits its own candle on our reef tonight. And the reason is this. Prophecies tell us something about God. What is this something? Well, first of all, prophecies tell us that God is in control. That God does have a plan. 
not only for our world, but also for your life and for my life too. And isn't that exactly what your heart and your head need to hear as you struggle on this night, not just to make it through another week. No, no, you will be thrilled simply to make it through one more anxious and stress-filled COVID day. God, though, and not a virus, is in charge. God is far bigger than this plague. And he will cause blessings and goodness and hope to come out of the most difficult of hardships the way that he always does. And, and you are more than just a random statistic of whom no one cares. You know, God cares. He made you. He treasures you. He's invested much, not only in your earthly life, but especially in the life to come. There's a prophecy candle on the Advent wreath tonight. And that's important. It means that God's at the helm. He's calling the shots. His hand guides the rudder of every single one of your days. It means that God is in control. Well, in our text, God was certainly in control of Zechariah's life, wasn't he? Through the angel Gabriel, God reveals an incredibly detailed prophecy to this Old Testament pastor. Hey, Zach, the angel says, you and your wife are going to have a baby. The baby will be a boy. You will name him John. He will be full of the Holy Spirit. He will be a prophet. Not only will he be super cool, Zach, he will be great. The only thing that God did not tell Zechariah was whether to buy pampers or huggies. And every single word of God expressed by good old angel Gabriel came true and then some. Of course it did. God's prophecies always come true. They do. I mean, can you think of a single one of God's predictions that have ever flopped? Hey, Noah, better put your raincoat on. And man, did it ever rain. Hey, Abraham, you're going to need a bigger tent to house all those grandkids of yours. And those children were born right on schedule, weren't they? Hey, David, I'm going to replace the pasture that you're standing in with a palace. And God did that too. Time and time again, it happens. Over and over, God's divine finger writes a prophecy in the sand of human history. And it happens. It always happens. God is in control. But prophecies also tell you something else about this God of yours. They also tell you that God loves you. Now think about this because you know that as a parent, you deliver prophecies to your children all the time. You do. You know, and you do it because you love them. If you don't get your Google Meets homework done right now, young man, you're going to be in big trouble. Don't put that red shirt and those white pants in the wash together. They'll turn pink. Or if you don't stop sending so many text messages, I'm going to give your phone to your sister. I mean, you predict the future for your kids all the time, and you do it to warn them, 
to instruct them, to give them the information that they need to be safe or successful. You do it because you love them. Well, God does exactly the same thing with his prophecies too. You know, I'm going to send you my son. I will hide him in a manger. I will camouflage him with a human body. I will speak to you through his mouth. He will be smitten, uh, uh, smitten, stricken, and afflicted, pierced for your transgressions. He will be wounded for your iniquities, and I will raise him up on the last day. Look for him Listen to him, believe in him, for he who believes in my son will be saved on the last day. There's not any surprises when it comes to God sending you a savior. That's not how God rolls. On the contrary, God went to great lengths to let you know ahead of time about the manger and the cross and the empty tomb. Why did God do all of that? One reason he loves you. So prophecies tell you that God is in control. Prophecies tell you that God loves you, but they also do something else. They also give you hope. Because you see, not all of God's prophecies have been realized yet, have they? There's still some that are on the back burner waiting to happen. Would you like to hear a few of them? Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. From the prophet Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. Or, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. From the prophet Jesus in John 14. And then there's this. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. From the prophet John in Revelation 22. Look, all I know is this. Every single prophecy, every single prediction God has ever made has come true. And yet these yet-to-come prophecies of what lies ahead for you and for me in the future, they're no different. They give you hope. So yes, there is a prophecy candle on our Advent wreaths tonight. Tonight we can say, God said it would be like this because you can't talk about Advent or Christmas without talking about God's wonderful predictions. And they, they tell you something, don't they? That God is in control, that God loves you, that you can put your hope in him. Amen. And the peace of Christ that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.